so sports are back uh, for children and, and adults. Uh, do you have any concerns about uh, the mental wellness of young athletes, especially in high school and college, uh, returning to sports after you know such a long layoff uh, where so many people struggle with mental health during the pandemic? Uh, do you think the benefits of physical competitive activity outweigh the risk? And what are some of those mental health benefits? Well, I think, first of all, in speaking to mental health professionals, there's been a concern about um, the mental well-being of all people from the beginning of this pandemic. And adolescents, um, even young college-age athletes are included in that. You know, they're, they're not immune from the stresses psychologically, socially, emotionally that this pandemic has unleashed on people. Um, but there are some distinctions. And I think that uh, awareness of the potential, you know, impact that this pandemic has had on people's health and well-being from a mental perspective is really important, and it's oftentimes ignored uh, and neglected. What sorts of adjustments do you think uh, athletes wanted to make as they return to the field, the hockey rink, uh, anywhere, pretty much every sport that's been sort of ramped up recently? Well, first of all, I think you have to get into the mind of a competitive athlete, even one who's a teenager or in their 20s. Um, and I happen to have a ringside seat for that because my 21-year-old daughter is a Division I uh, ice hockey player. So um, she's been a competitive athlete her entire life, and I've watched how this pandemic has affected her and her teammates. And I can tell you that the impact has been significant. You know, in many ways, um, this pandemic has literally sidelined athletes um, by making it impossible for them to get together with their teammates, their coaches, engage in competitive play, practice, train. Um, a lot of those things, in some cases, all of those things have been put on hold. And for someone who so closely identifies with the role of an athlete, with the persona of an athlete, taking away their ability to play their sport in the way that they are used to playing it is literally like removing someone's air source. It's like taking away their oxygen. Um, so I think that it has been difficult. And uh, yes, you can say that competitive athletes are resilient. Yes, you can say that they're dedicated and driven and focused. Uh, those are all true. But again, uh, the, the psychological stressors of this pandemic don't discriminate, and they have affected athletes just as they've affected the non-athlete, uh, the regular person. Um, so when I've been speaking to mental health professionals, psychologists, psychiatrists, especially those who work with competitive athletes, they underscore the fact that, you know, we can't assume that because with the facade of someone who has a tough exterior that they're not affected by this because they are. And in some ways, they can be affected as much or more than someone who's not a competitive athlete, and they have the disadvantage of oftentimes uh, people not expecting them uh, to need the help or to be, quote unquote, suffering. So um, I've learned a lot in the past year about the psychological impact of this pandemic, and in particular, uh, how it's affected athletes. And I think that there are some bright spots, obviously, you know, as more and more people get vaccinated. Um, athletes are being permitted to engage in training and even in some cases their games and uh, competition. 
does it look a little different? Does it feel a little different? Probably, and in some cases, definitely. But uh, they're so grateful to have that opportunity, and it can be very therapeutic. And we've talked before about the benefits of just regular exercise for the regular person. For the athlete, uh, potentially, it's exponentially greater in terms of the benefits. I spoke with Kevin Love. He plays for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers uh, for this piece. He was very open about his mental health struggles after he suffered an anxiety attack on the court in the middle of a game. Uh, A lot of mental health issues may not be visible to just like you or I just looking on the surface. So do you have concerns that young athletes might mask mask potential mental health issues as we make our way out of sort of this dark time? I think there is a concern that young athletes um, may mask mental health issues, um, and they may go undetected. Um, And that happens for a number of reasons. Number one, athletes tend to have a very stoic persona. You know, their life motto tends to be suck it up, Um, or they're used to, you know, physical pain. So emotional pain, kind of they can lump into the same category. We know that's not true. Um, We know that athletes are not immune to physical and emotional pain. It, It seems obvious, but it can't be repeated enough. And um, also, I think in this country, we have a major problem with mental illness in general in that if you can't readily see something, like you can see a broken leg, for example, uh, it tends to be taken less seriously. So um, in speaking to psychologists, psychiatrists, social workers, um, in general, this is a problem. And then we have to think of this like a Venn diagram. Remember those math diagrams that we all learned in high school. You know, there's mental illness issues in the general population, and there's mental illness issues in the athletic population, and there is an overlap there. Um, And I think we need to remember that just because you're an elite athlete, uh, you can be the GOAT, and you can still suffer with depression and anxiety, bipolar disorder, et cetera, et cetera. Um, You know, one doesn't preclude the other. It's this concept in psychology uh, called multiple truths. It's just a an extreme example of that. You know, you can be an elite athlete and you can suffer from mental illness at the same time. One does not negate the other. So I think we do need to be aware of various populations and their unique characteristics and target and treat those populations differently um, because in that case, everyone wins. Obviously, one of the biggest sports events that returned was the uh, NCAA men's and women's tournament. One of the coaches called the bubble that they were in, basically this isolated thing in San Antonio and Indianapolis, sort of Mm -hmm. prison-like. What sort of impact do you think an isolated environment like that can have on a child's sort of mental health or mental well-being, both in the short and the long term? Well, if you just take the adolescent age group from a developmental standpoint, we learn in medical school that um, interaction with their peers, social interaction and exposure is critical uh, in their development. And we're talking about emotional and psychological and social development. Um, So you can't take an athlete, for example, in that age group and isolate them just because they're with other athletes, uh, they're still feeling isolated, you know, themselves. And I think that we have to remember this is not forever. Uh, It's temporary right now. It's a necessary evil, if you will, so that these athletes can continue to compete. Um, But remember, it's not just whether they can be um, exposed to other individuals and other athletes. It's whether or not they can be exposed to fans and their support system. And right now, in these bubbles, uh, there are no fans. And so that's another kind of maybe the water source for these athletes. 
Um, if you think about air source being able to compete in their sport or play their sport and water source being the fans, um, most athletes don't compete in a bubble. They don't complete, they don't, most athletes don't compete in a bubble. They don't compete in a room without any fans. Uh, so I think there's an impact on that that can't be understated. And I don't think it's been fully appreciated yet. Um, but this is something that we're looking at in medicine, and that involves, you know, mental health issues as well. You mentioned uh, you had a sort of a ringside seat to uh, sporting events. Uh, so speaking as a parent, uh, what concerns might you have when it comes to mental health in sports generally? And sort of how has the pandemic sort of changed your thinking on that? Well, I think as a parent of a Division One athlete, I think what this past year has taught me is, again, don't always go by appearances. Um, you know, if an athlete has a physical injury, most of the time we know about it. But if they're struggling mentally or psychologically, it's much harder to really appreciate that. And um, this pandemic has really impacted everyone, including athletes. And, you know, my daughter lost a year, over a year of uh, competition that she will hopefully get back. But to put a sport that she's been doing since she was five years old, literally on ice, no pun intended, because she's an ice hockey player, um, was very, very difficult. And what helped was replacing it with other activities, other hobbies, learning something new. But it helped. It, it wasn't a clean swap. Um, there is no replacement for playing the sport that she loves other than playing the sport that she loves. Um, and being separated from her coaches and her teammates for over a year, very, very difficult. Um, did she keep training? Absolutely. Did she try to stay focused on improving during this time uh, so that when they did come back together that she was ready physically and mentally? Yes, but it's still a one-and-a-half-year pause on an athlete that um, is obviously not ideal. So, um, you know, I learned that athletes are great at keeping things in perspective, but they're also high-stakes, high-rewards thinking individuals, and um, they're used to, you know, giving a lot to possibly get a lot. And it was hard to give a lot during this pandemic just because of the logistical constraints. So um, it's been definitely hard. And um, I think, again, to go back to what I learned, it's don't assume that because someone's smiling or looks okay that they really are, because inside they could be really suffering. They could be really anxious, really sad, um, you know, with the uncertainty of how the things will be when they come back, if they do come back, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so talk more, ask more questions, listen more, um, understand more, recognize and acknowledge that what they're going through is really hard, even if they're the toughest person on the planet, which I believe my daughter is. Um, it was still hard for her. What are you most excited for as she returns to play hockey? Well, listen, I am counting down the days until I can sit in um, the Harvard Bright Landry Ice Hockey Arena and uh, watch them do warm-ups, watch them stand for the national anthem, watch them drop the puck for the opening face-off. And I think it's going to be really emotional. I mean, I can get emotional just thinking about it, but, um, you know, everyone is kind of holding their breath. So... I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about going back to professional sports. Um, 
I was at the opening day at Fenway for the Boston Red Sox. And even though there were only about 5,000 fans there, I was really, I was surprised by how emotional it was for me, you know, what it represented that we were able to even be back uh, watching Major League Baseball at all. And my hope is, is that by the summer, when, you know, almost everyone is vaccinated, which hopefully they will be if people continue wearing masks, that people can go to these sporting events because it's a major fiber in our society um, and important for so many people on so many levels.